Today on the show, I'm going to talk about dealing with the feeling of hopelessness and its relationship to being directionless and also depression. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and also sharing it with your friends. If you know someone that you think would enjoy it, please share it with them. Help me spread the word. You can also help support the podcast by making a donation. I rely on the generosity from you, the listeners, to help support this program. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button. You can donate in any currency, including Bitcoin, to help keep me out of the system. There'll also be a link in the episode description. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions that you'd like answered on the program, please submit them to me. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, you can record your question or type it in and I will answer it on the program. Okay, let's get to today's episode. Beautiful am I Bountiful am I Blissful am I Why? Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. It's a interesting day in the U.S. It's an election day, and who knows what is going to happen. Are we going to get closer to a civil war, or are things going to start to calm down? What do you think? <laughs> These governments are such a comical farce, it's hard to have any faith that things will change without some big event. One of these big events will be the collapse of the euro and the dollar, which will happen shortly, because it's a Ponzi scheme that cannot be continued, and maybe this will be the reason for the push of this digital currency, which will be even worse. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But when we think about government, whether it's in the U.S. or, or in Europe or Asia or South America, it's hard to have any faith in these leaders because what do they do is they get into office and they just pay back the people or they pay back the companies that paid for their election to get into office. And this is what they do. And they don't investigate anything that happened with the previous administration, because if they did, then when they're the previous administration, they'll be investigated. So it's been an unsaid thing throughout the U.S. that no administration investigates the next, no matter what crimes of humanity that they have done. And when we think about this, it's really, it's a terrible thing, you know, that we can't form a society where our leaders actually have the interest of the people and not the interest of the elite or the corporations that got them into power. And I know this is why a lot of people ignore politics and ignore what's going on in society and try to just live your life. You have a lot going on. You have families. You have responsibilities. 
And believe me, I, I was the same way. I didn't read a newspaper, I don't know, for close to 10 years. I tried to ignore everything. But given what happened the past couple of years, how it really affected me, I said, okay, I want to see what's happening. And this investigation of what's happening really it was incredible to see the, I don't know what you want to call it. It's just a comical farce. That's all I can think of when I think of the government or I think of politics. And it shouldn't be that way. It really, we, we should have a better representation of the people. And the way to do this is one, get better journalists who are actually trying to uncover the truth and take money out of this politics if we can do this. And really get away from the dollar and the euro, which is going to go away in our lifetime very soon, probably. But we think of this and we get this feeling of hopelessness, that we have no control over this government. There's nothing that we can do. And so we kind of ignore it and we go to our, our life and we try to just focus on that. But then there's times in our life where we get this hopeless feeling about our own lives. And I know many people who I've talked to have told me, you know, given the past two years that their life was interrupted. And as a result, they felt kind of this, this feeling of being out of control or being hopeless, where they didn't know what was going to happen. And, and this is really a form or an aspect of depression. And I, I've talked about depression on a couple episodes. Episode 5, How to Elevate Yourself from Depression, is a good one to go back to. And episode 60, How to Let Go of Your Ego, is also another episode that would help you understand depression. And, and understanding it will help you find your way out of it. And I know many people think when a, a person becomes a yogi that they don't get depressed, that they don't have problems. And this is untrue. The difference is that they're able to get themselves out of it much faster because they recognize the impermanence of the situation, right? In Buddhism, we talk about impermanence. And I can tell you from my own experience and one of the greatest depressions I've ever experienced, which, when was this? This was about 20 years ago, after I left the corporate world. And, you know, the first few months you feel energized and you feel motivated. But then I started to feel really down and depressed. And it lasted, this depression lasted for a good year. And it's this feeling of death that I felt, that inside I felt I was dying. Why did I feel this way? Well, now, in retrospect, as I go through this experience, I understand what was going on. In fact, the way I got myself out of this feeling is my studying of Buddhism and this idea of impermanence and how everything is temporary. And what happens is that we focus on these things and we feel that they aren't temporary. We feel that this is our life now. Whatever problems that you're having or whatever feelings that you're going through, they feel so strong that they are clouding 
your understanding of what's going on or they're clouding your understanding of how it is just temporary. What I realized is that this idea of depression is really just a reorganization of the ego. And like I said, you can go back to episode five to get a more detailed explanation of this idea of depression. But basically, we form this ego, these ideas, right? And the ego is just a collection of thoughts that we identify with, that we use as a protection and a valuation of who we think we are. And so you may go to school to be a lawyer, you may be married and have a child and have a house. And so you can say, well, I am a lawyer, I am a wife or a husband, I am a, a, a mother or a father, I'm a homeowner. And when we say these things, what we're really doing is we're identifying with them. We're saying that this is me. And we do this with many things, with our feelings, we do this with our experiences. We have experiences that we get attached to and think that we are the result of these experiences and the fact that we identify with the outcome. Well, we were victimized or we went through trauma. And so this is an aspect if you attach yourself to it. Well, this happened to me when I was a child, and so I am this type of person. Or because of this trauma that I went through, this is who I am. And these are just temporary things. They may focus your attention, which causes your personality or causes your reactions to be focused to deal with this trauma or to deal with these experiences, but they aren't who you are. And this is one of the big things of depression is learn to value yourself independently of your circumstances. And this is very difficult because we feel good about ourselves when we get that new job or that new car or our life is going very smoothly and we start to feel good. And we feel good, but we don't realize that much of this feeling is attached to temporary things because then something goes wrong within the aspect of life, one of these things, we lose our job, we lose our, our partner, our house, or, or something happens, and then we don't feel good because we think we are the value of these experiences. Not saying that these experiences don't give you some information and help you let go, but many people use these experiences and these traumas to close themselves in. Instead, we need to use these experiences to open ourselves up, to recognize what we have learned and be more open instead of more closed. But we get beaten down by life, and then we start to close down. And we lose this identification. Well, I lost my job, so I don't feel good about myself. And so we try to reorganize this idea of who we think we are. And it's like I've said in the past, depression is not an illness, it's a growing pain. And of course, I've said this many times, that this is different than the depression that comes from head trauma or, or from some physical problems that you may have. But this is the day-to-day -day depression because of life circumstances. We don't get that paycheck deposited to our bank every week. 
And so we start to feel less than. And what this depression is doing is it's trying to tell you that these aspects you identify with are no longer working. And you need to let go of them. And when you're able to let go of them, then you're able to be more open and then look at yourself in a more open way to have more experiences. But what happens often is that we get in this, and we may know this, but it's still, this feeling is heavy. And we start to feel hopeless. We start to feel that I don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to do anything because what good is it? I did all this and now I'm back where I started or I'm not getting to the level of success that I wanted to be at. And so we start to feel hopeless. Then we start to lose direction. We don't know which way to go. We don't know how to make our lives better. And so this is what we're dealing with, right? Is we're dealing with these aspects of depression and and it could be a very big depression. It could be just a minor depression where we just kind of feel hopeless. We've lost that enthusiasm for life or we lost that exhilaration we feel when we get up in the day and say, I have so many things to do that I'm looking forward to. But instead, we, we just lay there and think, how can I avoid this? Or how can I do this and maybe distract myself or numb myself or and it's depressing, it's sad, and it makes it very difficult to focus your attention to get out of it. And so how do we deal with this hopelessness, right? How do we find hope? And what is hope? And we think hope is very important because when we have this hope, then we have the potential for things getting better, or the potential for change, or the potential opportunities that will come. But often we lack this hope because we look at our past and we start to identify with the difficult times we've had in life before. And we say, look, I'm just back where I started with. Maybe this is what I deserve. Maybe I don't deserve to get a higher level of life, whatever this means to you. And so we lose this motivation. We lose this direction. We get lazy. We indulge in activities that distract us, that take away our energy so that we don't have to deal with the things that we're really avoiding. I wish it was easy. I wish I could just say, well, to get hope, you just have to Understand that things are going to change and you'll have hope, but it's very difficult. What we really need to do is understand that the only way to really find peace in life is to learn how to be present. And I know this is something that many people said. I must have said this on many of the episodes, but it's true, right? You know, I know. From my own experience, when you have this, this anxiety or, or this feeling of hopelessness that nothing is going right or that there's no potential for any change, you start remembering in the past when things were good or you start daydreaming or dreaming or fantasizing about what could happen in the future or how your life could be better. 
And what are these? But they're all ways to take you out of the moment. Because when you're in the moment, then you have to deal with these sensations that are coming up. These sensations are very powerful because they're very heavy for many people because the trauma of their life or the trauma that many people experience is the trauma of economics or the trauma of living a peaceful life or living a life in harmony or living a life that's expressive and and happy. And many people come from backgrounds where there's a lot of maybe violence or chaos or or anxiety, stress, and, and different things going on, and they carry them over. And so when things go well, they're able to let go of this. But when things start to go poorly, that feeling comes back. And it's an all-too-familiar feeling that many people have. And the best thing is to understand this idea of impermanence of Buddhism, to understand that Things are going to change. It may get worse before it gets better. But we need to find some way to motivate ourselves to get out of the situation. And I, I can tell you one experience that I have is when I go into these meditation retreats, where it's a 10-day retreat or a 20-day or a longer retreat, for me it's very relaxing. When you go the first day, I can see from the people and the feeling of of many people that there's a lot of anxiety because there's a lot of this, I don't know if I can make this, I don't know if I can do this, a lot of self-doubt. And that self-doubt, you can see it in their inability to be still, to be present. But for me, I, I look at it almost like a vacation where I have nothing to worry about. All I need to do is to meditate, to be present in the moment. And that idea or that feeling I get from these meditation retreats when I go to them, where it's really just this lifting of everything, I feel fully present. I have to sometimes remind myself the same thing when you go somewhere, is just to let go of what's going to happen and just be present, just be in that moment like. You're at a party and you don't have to worry about anything. Just let go of everything but that moment. And when you do this, you start to find that that feeling will subside a little bit. And of course, the other thing is to not identify with the feeling, which is very difficult because this is a feeling for many people that is traumatic because of the potential of failure the potential of losing everything you have or or being homeless or whatever it is that is going to happen with you. And this idea that it can happen, especially in these turbulent times where we can't rely on the government who knows what they're going to do. And and part of their propaganda, part of their way of trying to control people is to create this uncertainty. And they did this with the COVID, they did this, they do this with other things where one day it's one thing and the next day it's another thing. And they do this to keep you from being grounded, from being peaceful. And so this is what you need to focus on is how do I ground myself? How do I feel present? 
And of course, yoga is a great way to ground yourself. You work on the first three chakras. The first chakra is really to feel grounded and to feel safe. The second chakra is really to balance that creative energy because you need to be able to access it. Also, what happens if the second chakra is out of balance is we have a lot of cravings, we have a lot of methods that we look for to try to make ourselves feel better. And then, of course, the third chakra, the navel center, this is our personal power. And this is very important. This is your capacity to fulfill your purpose in life, to transform your power, your personal power into your expression, into results in life. And so that's the first thing that you need to focus on is how do I strengthen these three chakras? How do I find balance within them? And like I said, yoga is a very powerful way to do this, whatever type of yoga you're doing. But there's other ways. It doesn't have to be yoga, right? Yoga is a method. It's not who you are, right? We say, I'm a yogi, but what is this? But there's other ways. You could do this through physical exercise like martial arts. You could do this through lifting weights or whatever it is to try to balance the energy in these and to improve the strength. There's all different methods, but really this is the beginning focus. We motivate ourselves to try to feel better, but even just going out for a run to release this tension. And so we can learn to let go of tension through some physical activity. I know for me, I love physical activity when I'm feeling like to uh, like I want to stop thinking or want to just get out of my mind is just physical activity whether it's working uh, or or exercising is very powerful and a very good way to let go of this tension and also to connect with your body because it's important to connect to recognize these feelings and to understand the subtleties of them when they're controlling your behavior. Because again, that's what we're talking about is the reaction to these feelings. We have these feelings and then we react. And I'm not saying to not have these feelings because then you're talking about suppression, which is a bigger problem. What I'm talking about is to recognize them and not react to them. So try to keep healthy living habits, which is very difficult when we feel down and depressed and we feel hopeless. So how do we get this hope? And what is hope is this expectation that there can be a possibility of change. How most people try to think about the future, right, is I want to think about change. What is going to be this change? Is there a possibility for opportunities, for living a better way for doing things better, but this is really a projection into the future. And it's an expectation because then what happens when things don't go the way you wanted them to go? Then you lose that hope again and you start over. How do I recreate having this feeling of hope to give me some uh, focus? And it's something that we need to learn how to let go of in the idea of being present and just focus on the moment, 
what do I have to do this moment? I know there's things that are in the background that I have to wait to see if this works out, if this doesn't work out, if this comes through. But we have to let that go and just be in the moment and recognize that this thinking isn't going to change anything. Because when we feel this hopelessness, what does it do is it paralyzes you. It takes away this capacity to be free, to be open. And so we start to lose direction. We start to feel like, well, what do I want to do in life? What should I do in life? And we feel that we lost direction and, and this direction provides focus. It provides the energy to feel this vitality so that we can connect with life. We can connect with our expression. We can connect with the people around us. And I know for many people, when they get into this feeling of being down or directionless or depressed or hopeless, they start to isolate. I know this is one thing that I tend to do more than than I normally do, is, is then you start to just want to be alone and not to uh, interact with people because you don't feel good. And one thing that I've found is pushing myself to be with people, to be in, in uh, some kind of connection with people, to really feel that, that compassion, to feel the, the kindness, to feel that life is more than what you accomplish. It's your relationships that you have. And I know for, for me, this is something that has been uh, on my mind the, the last two years because it's something that became very apparent, right? When everything else stops, what is left? When your work stops, your travel stops, your, your money stops, all these things, what's left? And this is what you should be focusing on. And this is the focus of this connection with you the connection with your higher self, the connection with the people in your life, and ultimately what it brings is this self-expression. And self-expression is what gives direction. Find something to do. When I feel that I don't have much direction or I, I feel that I'm losing my optimism or my hope and I'm starting to close down, I try to find a new way to express myself. I try to find some hobby to do, whether it's drawing or painting or, or building something. I just find something that I'm interested in, and I try to just kind of pursue it. Because that will give you this ability to connect to your creativity, and this is where satisfaction comes. And once you start to feel that connection and you start to create something, whatever it is for you, it, it could be anything, then you start to see that your value is more than these accomplishments that we have, these ideas of collecting money or, or, or material things, but it's the connection we have to our self-expression and the connection we have to the people in our life. And if we start to focus on this, you'll start to see that you'll become a little more open. And this is the, the thing that we're trying to do is to open ourselves up. Because any opportunity that you could imagine exists. The problem is we close ourselves down and we don't see these opportunities. 
And so the way to find that direction, to find vitality for life, is to be open. The more you open up, the more beautiful life becomes. And the more you close down, the uglier it gets. Also, we can change our perspective. Instead of focusing on hope, which takes us away from the present moment, we should live with this faith, this faith that whatever transpires, whatever we experience will be what we needed in that moment. And to be aware and alert of what is happening in that moment, having that faith that things will find its way. In summary, this is the path to letting go of this feeling of hopelessness through balancing the energy of the lower three chakras, then finding some way to be present, whether it's creating something or some physical activity where we can let go of the result or find some creative endeavor, some hobby, and just start to do it without any expectation of this is going to be the result of this, or this is going to make me money, or this is going to turn into a business, but just to enjoy a connection with some creative aspect of yourself. And this could be anything, whatever it is that's personal to you. It could be something that is different. And then at the same time is to make sure that you're pushing yourself, even when you don't feel good, to meet with people, to socialize, to connect with the people in your life. And you'll start to see that you'll open up. Your heart will open up better because you'll start to feel the gratitude from the people in your life. Well, you'll start to feel the love for yourself, for the people around you. And this will give you some direction because then you'll start to see the opportunities and the way out. But I know it's cliche, but it's about being present. And I know there's this feeling of just being present where you just kind of let go of anything that that could possibly happen. And do this as an experiment. Even if you're not feeling hopeless, if you're not feeling depressed, even if you're imperfect, you feel perfect and your life is going well, just whatever your activities you're doing, just do them like there's nothing else that exists. Let go of the phone, let go of all these distractions, and just focus on what you're doing. But this is the problem, is that we have all these distractions that don't allow us to be present. And, you know, I I turn off my phone because I don't even want to think about the potential that it can ring. Because if it's on, then I think it can ring. It may disturb me. It may be someone calling. But just let go of all this stuff and just try to be focused on what you're doing, even if it's something very basic, cooking dinner or cleaning your house. Try to let go of everything outside of that, everything that happened before it, everything that potentially can happen after it, and just focus on exactly what you're doing and do it with love, right? We talked about this, what is creativity, but it is the expression of love. Let go of this attachment to the way you feel. These are just feelings. They are not who you are. It's just this ride you're on, 
and the feelings are coming from the reaction you have to all these experiences. And just use them as this guide to understand, well, why am I feeling this at this moment? What is happening? And I bet if you're feeling this lack of direction or openness or lack of hope, that you're not present. And that there's a lot on your mind, there's a lot that you're focused on that isn't helping you. Focus on the moment. And let all these things go. Because the thoughts are not going to change the situation. Right? If you are thinking about something and that thought doesn't have the capacity to change anything, why are you having that thought? Right? Let go of this. This idea that it's necessary to be thinking all the time. Look at the meditation when you're just still. You're just in that moment where you're not even thinking that you are meditating, that you're just still. Find the stillness in life. You can have the stillness while being active, while being connected, while being engaged in life, because this is your purpose, to express your creativity, to express your love. These two things are the same. And if you're unable to do it, investigate what is the obstacle that's preventing you from expressing love, from expressing this message within yourself. And often you'll see it's just the ego, right? We have difficulty saying we're sorry. We have difficulty admitting when we're wrong. We have difficulty with many of these ideas because we're using this ego to protect ourselves. And we think if we drop this protection, we'll be vulnerable, we'll be exposed. But this is the goal, is to be vulnerable, to be exposed, to be open, to be love, to express yourself, to create. You are the creative manifestation of the creator. Your job is to create. Right? This is why man is in search of this artificial intelligence. It's a natural inclination. Right? Think about it. If we see this in the, the negative sense, right? When we see someone grow up in a family where the, the child is abused, there's a high probability that that child is going to become the abuser, right? This is what they learn and this is what they continue. And so then you take this idea and you look at humans and what are they trying to do? They're trying to create something that can question them. The same thing that we are the manifestation of, right? We are trying to question our creator and now we want to create something that questions us. And so your innate potential is in self-expression, is in expressing love expressing your connection to the infinite in whatever way that you connect to. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me, 
They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Please continue to support it with a donation. Uh, go to the story of me podcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button. There's also a link in the episode description and also share the episodes with your friends. Looking forward to hearing from you. Send me your questions at the story of me podcast.com. Until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why? Why? Why?